0: Hello and happy Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Ah, I know. It's it's my my week has been really really bizarre like I just feel like I don't know what's what. <laughs> and I think it's because there's just so much going on. I feel in the the spirit and in the natural and and so it just feels a little A little chaotic, like there's just a lot, a lot happening all at at once. Oh, it's good. It's all good stuff. It's Mm -hmm. not like you know, it's it's stuff that I'm I'm trying to escape from. It's it's all good. Just trying to keep it all straight, I suppose. So anyway, welcome to Kingdom Indivisible, where we talk about all kinds of things, and um, today we are talking about psalm thirty four and and how to handle handle the things that maybe aren't going your way, or maybe they are. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to 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 know what it is that you're dealing with, but David says that the praise of the Lord will be continually on his lips. And I love that. And I even love it in the Passion Translation. Lord, I'm bursting with joy over what you've done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. <laughs> wow. Uh, what's it say in in your Bible, Vince?
1: I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth.
0: Yeah. And, and David is saying this on the, the heels of what?
1: He is, th- this is the backdrop to story is in first Samuel uh, 21. And he has uh, escaped Saul and gone to the King of Gath. And uh, the, the, the the people who who are are serving the king and his advisors are saying, wait, 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 isn't that David? The one they sing about where where it says Saul has killed his his thousands and David his ten thousands. And and so they're kind of worried, like, what's this guy doing here? And uh, so David, you know, he gets scared of the king of Gath, kind of loses his mind for a minute and then actually pretends to lose his mind and be mad. And so uh he, he does strange things, drools on himself to escape this. And so that is what is uh preceding this psalm and and, and preceding uh what it is David's saying here when he, he gets through this and he's able to say okay what did I just do because <laughs> he really does kind of get off track you know he does use his wits to get out of this out of this situation, uh, but uh, that it's that fear of the king that uh, the king of Gath that that he should have. Um, that's the part where he actually lost his mind.
0: So. Right. F- fear. Fear has a way of, of um, deranging us. <laughs> when we yield to it and the thing is is like this is a daily occurrence for us but we're so accustomed to it that we don't call it out we we just continue to allow ourselves to be blasted by fear's voice and and not call that thing into account and um you know that was something that on on yesterday's um Invictus broadcast that, that God was really just like talking to me about the, the weapon that that's formed against us, the the weapons formed, we need to understand that, that the weapon is, is formed, but are you going to allow it to prosper? That's, that's the question is, is the weapon of fear is it's formed, it's going to be formed against you, but are you going to allow it to prosper? And, and I think that, that this is something that we need to really get to the bottom of. Are we going to allow fear's voice to be weaponized uh, against us? And, and are we going to be taken out by it?
1: It's so interesting to, to think about fear's voice being weaponized against us because, it just takes one one small little seed to be planted in our imaginations, and then we ourselves take that weapon and, and enlarge it and increase it and make its power over it so much greater than it actually is. It's it's really kind of amusing to to see because I I can think about in my lifetime when I have done this, and, and you you make so much out of something, and then you wind up being offended with with people over. Your imagination, yeah, things that haven't happened or, or, or happened. so it's it's a very interesting dynamic to to see that yes, this weapon is formed, but um, it's it's wielding is is often a self inflicted wound, right? That that we just turn on ourselves, and but we do we do have to be able to recognize we do have to be able to to know who our enemy is and, and be able to call that out, yeah. And the the quicker we are to start to see these things uh, in their smallest form, the easier it is to call them out and to uh, to turn the the weapon of the fear of the Lord against it.
0: Yeah, I I like that you you talked about um, fear seeding in in our imagination and 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 then it's us that takes that thing to the nth degree. And and so I want to kind of paint a picture um when when we were being spoken into existence when when the holy huddle was happening and and the trinity holy was huddle. yes like they it. were thinking us up and 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 you can feel the excitement of this if you are a game day kind of person then then you can kind of understand it from that angle uh, whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself in the mindset of of realizing like what's going on the angels were the audience to this, the, the angelic was there and, and, and all of them. Right. And, and so they're seeing what it is that God is imagining put on display before he even speaks us into existence. And so we have to understand that, that all of those angels were present for this and they know what we're capable of because they know what God's capable of Because we're made in his image, right? And we're image bearers, which means we have the same, we have like capabilities as God. And and so those angels that were then cast out, the fallen ones, the third of them that, that rejected God's lordship over them, they know what we're capable of. Right. And, and so it's, this is why we need to be on guard because we are so easily deceived because Satan knows that he can plant a seed in us. And he understands what our ability is that we can take a fear word and expand it far and wide because this is what we're capable of. Not only are we worshiping at all times, no matter what we are, we are created to do things and we just do it habitually. It's just, it's just, it's just how we're made. And, and so we will take things good or bad and we'll expand them because it's what we're created to do because we're made in his likeness. We're image bearers. And that's why when we are pr- rightly praising the right thing, we're we're pulling his governance out wide. It's it's that that idea of expanding the tent pegs, right? Pulling them tight and expanding our territory. We are doing that with fear thoughts also. And this is why it's so important that we default to I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be on my lips.
1: In the ESV here, it says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. My soul, my mind, my will, and emotions. I could take that thing we're talking about here with the imagination and allowing that seed of, of fear that's planted in there. Not the fear of the Lord, but... Uh, um, a, a fear that takes us in the opposite direction, we can take that same thing, that same soul that's doing that with our imagination and turn it towards making its boast in the Lord, taking our mind, our will, emotions, and boasting in the Lord and and magnifying the Lord. Uh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together and And here's the oneness piece. So now he's saying, okay, my soul needs to do this, but at the same time, I need to pull everyone together. And do this too, because this is going to keep accountability on all of us to bless the Lord at all times. Yeah, we cannot miss the the, the fact that uh, we have to turn this in the right direction, and we need to bring one another together because oneness is so extremely important. Yeah, and, and if you look at at the 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 point of of all of this that we talk about it is it is oneness with Christ that that we share as a body and so we have to we have to be able to bring one another together into this as well
0: yeah that's so good and and i th- i think that so often we have um we have these thoughts that we're contending with that we all have a destiny right like god, god has a very clear path for each of us and and that is that is kind of an individual thing but we have to be asking the greater question is how does this affect the whole if we're at, if we are not willing to do that we're going to miss so much of what it is that god has for us and so i i think that it when we start thinking individualistically we fall into isolation and then we're just a sitting duck we're, we're an easy target for for fear to, to hit because it requires a band of people to offset the the fear scenario the fear, the fear narrative for us I, I can't go it alone I, I I've, I've tried but I can't, it doesn't work. Actually, I'm given more toward team anyway. It's just who I am. I, I prefer to be surrounded by, by people and big ideas. And, um, so it, isolation is not really my thing. I don't actually like being alone. <laughs> and I think if we're all honest, we would admit that. Um, but I, I like, I like team. I, I like, I like that. And I, I understand the value of, of having people to the left and the right of me to keep me, right? And, and you say it all the time, um, you know, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You are. You guys, it takes us about, I'm going to give us 90 minutes. <laughs> it takes us about 90 minutes of isolation to get us off the rails. It, it takes very little time for That's us. to It's very generous. I'm being very generous today. And you're right. Lisa is saying like Mm -hmm. the enemy wants to, to keep us isolated because we're an easy target that way. But if I know that I have somebody to the left and the right of me that have my back that know guys, you've got to have people in your life that know what the calling is on your life. They have to know the fresh word that has been spoken over your life. And if you don't have people who are asking you, what's the fresh word? What's God saying? Mm And then then you need to find a new company because it is really important that you have those people that that care about you enough to contend with the fresh word. I'm alone a lot. (laughs) You are not in trouble. (laughs) Knock it off. I'm with you. I'm with you, Lisa. And, and can we just take a pause? I just want to say hi to Sandy, Nora, and Maria. Guys, thanks for joining us this morning. If you're on here and you yeah. haven't announced yourself yet, say hello.
1: Please say hi. Oh, You know, I used to like to to, to be isolated and, and be alone. And I thought that's what I wanted. Uh, you know, I always joked uh, when I was in the Army, when I retire, I'm going to move somewhere way out in the mountains and where I can't see anybody, I can't hear anybody. I don't want to be around anybody. And, and and that just, it's not really who I am. What I've learned is that my times of alone, they are unto something. They are are times where I can be alone with Jesus and, and, and have a real relationship there but that time is not unto that relationship. That time is unto the oneness that I bring and, and and what I have to share with everybody. It's, it's unto coming on here and and talking and, and saying, okay, this is what uh, Jesus has opened up for me. And, and that's really what it's unto. So those times of alone, they're not isolation. They're, they're intentional times but we have to remember to, to come back to the body as a whole and and to the oneness. And and no, you're not, you're not in trouble for being alone a lot. It just means you're going to have more to share when you do come together with people. Look at it that way. Let's, let's put a, let's put a positive spin on that.
0: Yes. And and the thing is, is like, if, if you are withholding, then you really are alone. If you're withholding, Mm -hmm. You really are alone. You have put yourself in timeout and that's your own doing. And nobody can get you out of that except for you. You have to be willing to contribute, to add to the whole, we have to start thinking in terms of oneness, and and this yes. is not easy for us because because most of us have been brought up under the, the the guise of the the it person, and we're all attempting to achieve that it person where we have that spotlight moment, and and that was never the intention. That God, God's a, about family. He 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 put us in family he he wanted sons and daughters and and that looks more like um, being seated around a table than than to be standing on a stage. and And so I think that we've got to 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 be thinking more in terms of round table. like what am I bringing to the table? and what what has God seated in me? In my moments of one-on-one with Him, that's going to affect the whole. And um, what? What? How am I going to sharpen the the yeah. whole? What What am I bringing that is going to sharpen everyone around me? Because that's actually that's actually the job. And and when we're talking about Psalm thirty-four, we've got to see it in this context that the praise that's in my mouth that I have the ability to release should be sharp. It should be something that pulls people up higher and, and gives opportunity of promotion in the spirit realm.
1: Yeah. I I love how it goes on in verse four. It says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. So if we, if we have those little seeds implanted in there, we can, we can seek the Lord and he's going to deliver us from those fears. Yeah. And and we do that by continually having uh, praises for him just right right there on our lips, ready to just be released at all times. And and I love that. It says it goes on, says those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Mm. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. So he switches from a a personal uh, um, thought here of himself to, oh, well, the angel of the Lord is encamping around all of us who fear the Lord. And so that he, he, again, brings us back into that nature of oneness right there to say that the angel of the Lord encamps around all of us, all of those who fear the Lord. So back and forth, he's, he's switching back to like, oh, this is this is me, but I'm I'm rejoicing anyway, and and let's do this together. It yeah. brings us back, and mm-hmm. and like you said, we cannot miss oneness. We cannot forget that we are all a part of one body in Christ.
0: Yeah, I want to read that in in the Passion translation because it's I just love I love the language of the Passion translation in in Psalms. Um, it says, gaze upon Him. Join your life with his and joy will come. Gaze upon him. Join your life with his and the joy will come.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: Guys, one, one peek. Seriously, one eye open kind of thing <laughs> of looking toward him. It, it, it causes us to want to fully join our, our lives with him. And, and joy is the reward. Joy is the thing that, that will surround us. And it says, your face will glisten with glory. Your face will glisten with glory. And, and I want you to have the picture of Moses's face. Moses's face, and, and this is Old Covenant, right? Moses's face was so brilliant, with the glory of the Lord, that the rest of Israel was like, put something over it. <laughs> like, you're going to kill us because he was so brilliant with the glory of the Lord. And we've talked about this a little bit over the last month, probably of like, there, there should be something on you that is peculiar to the world there should be something that is drawing a- about you and that's what it is it's that glistening glory that rests on our face because we have we have been in a space to behold the lamb of god that we've taken those moments to gaze upon him and join our life with with his and this is something that we need to practice on a regular basis don't Be content with the the joining that you did last week. Mm -hmm. Don't feed off of that. That, That's old news and it doesn't carry the potency of the glistening glory that's going to draw the world into desiring greatly to have that same kind of relationship with Jesus Christ. We've got to keep in mind that, that he is the desire of the nations, but it's you and I that put his glory on display that does the drawing. And so we have to be those who are coming before him and say, like, I just have to see you. I have to see you. I have to see you because I have to join my life with yours. And I need that feeling of joy so that I can glisten. I,
1: I love that glistening. you you talked about the the peculiar thing that should draw people in and and i just when i think about that i just continually go back to the quote by justin abraham Uh, we are called to redefine normal as christians as those who are disciples of jesus we are called to redefine what is normal Uh, because what we have uh, like you talked about a, a few minutes ago of that it person on the stage this is what's been modeled for us this is what's been uh Said is normal and, and and is the the thing the way whatever and we need to start redefining that we need to start looking at what what is what does it mean for for us to come together in oneness and bless the road at all times yeah what's that what's that going to look like oh my and my guess is is that it is not going to look the same from one house to the next uh from one one uh group of people who are coming together as two or three to to lift Jesus high. It is not going to look the same. No, it, it's just not. And in those times when you are coming together with people, whatever you find yourself doing on a normal and regular basis, you should probably change that up, try yeah. something different, just to find that another expression and see another facet of Jesus opened up for us. Yes, And so we're not uh, looking at things the same way and, and, and continually continuing to be that peculiar people who have something that that is is drawing and is mm-hmm. is magnetic because because we glisten.
0: Yeah. Yes. And, and the thing is, is like there is a praise. It, it, it can be a universal language. However, there are different levels of of praise. And that's what you're, that's what you're drawing our attention to here is, is like, we need to be leveling up on a regular basis. Like if we, if we are, we're comfortable with the praise that, that is being released from us, then we need to do something. We need to ask for a greater measure because there, there should not be a comfort in releasing praise because it is actually a, a, a war cry it, we are warring against something we aren't just magnifying jesus we're breaking barriers on the earth so that we can have that implementation of the kingdom realm coming in to satisfy the land that's what we need we need to be to, to have praise that 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 breaks things. And, and we talked about this a little bit with Chris a few weeks ago where, you know, he, his praise is dance and, and, and there is a, there is a war to his dance, to the cadence of his dance and things have to shift when, when Chris is dancing, what, what is the praise like that that's emitting from you? Does it break things? Are, are things put on notice because you open your mouth? And, and I think that when I'm, when I'm considering praise being universal yet leveled, we should be able to go from one style, if you will, of praise into the next and be surrounded by a familiarity because it's all unto the lamb of God. But we should also be pulled into scaling in our praise. And I'll give you, for instance, I was down in, in Houston in July and, um, this, oh my gosh, like I have never been in such a pure atmosphere as as what was taking place. And it was Emma Stark and Tommy Arayomi, however you say his last name, their prophetic accelerator. And so it was a week long and, um, day one is as intense as the last day. And um and these people, they didn't need a runway, they didn't need a warm-up, they just enter in and they go nuts, releasing praise. And and it was so overwhelming in the best of ways. It was intimidating in the best of ways. It pulls you, it grips you and pulls you up. And on Tuesday, this is the first day. On Tuesday, we finish up, and and I'm telling you, like after driving down there and then sitting through eight hours of intensified praise and teaching and and all the things, um, it, it was like standing in front of a a fire hose, <laughs> and like you really you know that you're not really consuming everything, but it, surely it, it got in there somehow some way. So his church this was at Tommy's church. His church does a prayer meeting on Tuesday nights and the people that I was with they were like, "Oh, we're staying for this." And I was like, "Oh. Okay." <laughs> and, and I'm already feeling like exhausted at this point. And um and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I can I can endure a, a prayer night. These people <laughs> They 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 pray and they praise in such an amped up rambunctious way that you can't just sit there. And we are twenty minutes in, and I'm going, I need a nap. And and it was at that point that they called everybody forward because they're wanting to push, they're wanting to to to, to scale, they're wanting to go somewhere they hadn't been before. They're not content. They're hungry for the next. Level and they know that contending is the only way to get there. So they call everybody forward and they say, "Grab the hand of the person next to you, and we're all going to pray in the spirit." I'm thinking, "I got about you know a minute and a half in me. I can do this." (laughs) No, you guys, it's a whole anointing, and 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 when there is an anointing of contending like that, it is it is a realm that you enter into, and suddenly you are awakened. And, 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 and you, you contend in a way that, that you've never known was possible. And I I think that it was probably about an hour and a half of standing up there and praying in the spirit without stopping. I've never done this before in my life ever. And, and and here I am, it's like being compelled to to pray like this and and your body is no longer your own you've been completely possessed and and you're experiencing things that that have never happened before and and you can feel you can feel the person next to you and, and how you, there, there was like a surge when one person would start to to kind of like wane. There was a surge of energy that would come through and you could just go again. And, and that's what we need. This is this is why we need to be to be practicing this. This is why we need to be going before him and beholding him, to gaze upon him, to join our life with his. So we can be that surge of life one to another and it can just be this ebb and flow that takes place because we need to become reliant on one another and stop pretending like it's us who has to carry the whole thing.
1: Hmm. I'm glad you shared that story because it really uh, illustrates the idea of being comfortable and wanting to, to not wanting to stay there, you're, you're comfortable, but you don't want to stay there. And there is, there is discomfort in that. You, you walked up there and like, I got maybe a minute and a half of this and an hour and a half later, you know, you your 90 seconds turned into 90 minutes. And right. so there is a, there is a discomfort that has to be pushed into there. And, and I, I love Sandy's comment here that says, father, when others come to us, for community and fellowship, open our eyes to see this as opportunity for family and oneness and to give you praise. Uh, There is, there is a discomfort in bringing new people into the community. And and don't forget though, there is a discomfort on the other side to try to break into community as well. Yeah. And, and this, this uh, example that you just gave us here, Uh, really kind of illustrates that because this isn't your familiar space. You've never done this before. You were out of energy, but you're willing and and not just willing, but, but really desiring to move further. So you're, I'm going to go, I've got, I feel like I have this much, but you know what? God's going to fill you up with more to go further, to go farther. So don't be afraid of discomfort. It, it, it hinders us so much. The idea of being uncomfortable for a period of time is just absolutely debilitating, which is interesting to think about because, oh, we think we're making a choice to, to stay over here and be comfort when we're actually being debilitated and 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 turned uh, in, into something that is chained down. Yeah. And, and we think we're, it, it's our choice, but in, in reality, that's that not what is taking place. And so uh, I love this idea. Of, of in that we are going to bless the Lord at all times. And in Ephesians chapter five, uh, verse 20, verse 20 picks up in the middle of a sentence, but says giving thanks always and for everything to God, the father in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. for everything, every situation that comes up, regardless of what the circumstance is, uh, how we feel, what our emotions are like, uh, what we're, what our, our personal thoughts are. We need to take that and, and turn praise and release praise out of it because whatever is going on, whatever circumstance, situation, uh, need for solution, a uh, there, it's going to come. It's going to come on the backside of that. But we have to be willing to give thanks always and for everything. Yeah. And, and and not be scared of the discomfort of how that feels for us personally and, and absolutely not be uh, fearful of the discomfort It's going to give others when they see us praising God for everything. Yeah. This, this bad thing happened over here to me, but God, I'm going to praise you anyways, because I I, I know you're going to turn this to good. Yeah. It's, I know it's tough to say that. I'm not trying to diminish anything, obviously, but um, this is, this is what it's called for. And and I mean, Paul reiterates this in first Thessalonians five, uh, and let's see. Is it uh, in verse eighteen? Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, give thanks in all circumstances, for no matter what it is, no matter what the discomfort is that you're facing, whether it's it's really extreme or or it's just something small, give thanks, praise God, bless Him, and blessing just means that you are just speaking uh, uh the words of of how great and wonderful God is. It really is that simple. How good has he been for you? This reiterates the point that we've talked about recently too, about remembering. And you, you went through this uh, pretty much for a whole episode of life up here a couple of weeks ago about remembering and, and how important that is for us to remember what God has done for us. Remember who he has shown up for us as in the past and how he has brought us through. Some of the most extreme and difficult circumstances of our lives, whether we recognize it in the moment or not, but we can look back and see his hand in that thing. Yeah, this is this is something that is so vital for us because we can take hold of that and be like, "Okay, I know you showed up here. Now, what's going on here? I want to recognize this now in the moment right now so I can praise you here rather than having to wait and then and then recollect and look back and try to, to perceive what was going on in the past. I can do it in the moment. Right. Because I am ready with the praises of God on my lips at all times.
0: Yes. Yes. And and, and we know, we know the scripture gives us the steps that it's, it's Thanksgiving that brings us through that initial gate. It's praise That brings us into his courts and and why we think that there's a a way around that. I I don't understand. I I, I don't understand. And Thanksgiving is so powerful. It's so powerful. It it can actually remove us from the the fear brain, right? if, If I have allowed fear to hit me, I can actually posture myself in Thanksgiving and all of that has to diminish because he has become the object of my affection. Everything that he has done has become where my affection is directed. It is no longer on this fear narrative, which is, you guys, it's, it's typically a lie. It's, it's a lie that is, is sent to keep us from our destiny. And, and so when we enter into Thanksgiving, we, we're agreeing with God and disagreeing with the enemy. We're saying like, actually, your lie doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is to behold the Lamb of God to, to see what it is that he says. And I, I like what Sandy is saying here. This is so, so good without community. I die. Others die. The vision dies. The passion dies. And, and that, that is, it's so true. And, and you're talking about discomfort in, in these spaces of um, communal praise, if you will. And, um and I actually find it more uncomfortable to be with our own people than it was to be in a completely different space surrounded by 800 plus people that i didn't know. Mm. It's far more uncomfortable in this this small group with people who know me to to release praise in that same manner. And I don't know what that is. Like, what, wh- what is, what is that, that that's going on in, in these spaces of that, this should be intimacy. These are the people that are, you know, closest to us. And, and, and we have that, that fear of like, am I going to go all in? Am I going to release all that's on there? What if I do it too loud? What if it's too quiet? What if it's not effective enough? What if it's blah, 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 blah? you know, <laughs> and, and you can, you can feel it in the people around you to where they're contending also and they're like barely releasing a sound you know and and, and praise has to be rambunctious what makes you think that anything is going to shift and move when you're barely releasing your voice right we we need we need to have our Honestly, our tongue's loosed. We, we need to have our praise loosed and um, and to go all in because he's worthy. Because he's worthy.
1: Yeah, I, I want to I read on here in Psalm 34, uh, verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Mm -hmm. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking to see. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Uh, This right here. We, you're talking about, ah, oh, it's, it's much more uncomfortable within my own community. The people that actually know me, it's more uncomfortable. Well, why is that? I don't know. Because we place more value on what the people think uh, uh, with, for those that are in community than those that we aren't. Those yeah. eight, room of 800 people, we, we, we're not in community, so we don't necessarily care what they think about us. Uh, but those that we are in community with when it's 10 people 12 15 people we 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 care what they think yeah. and so then we start having all those thoughts you, and all the ah stuff you were talking about you know like am i doing it too loud too soft fast too slow whatever you know all the different things that could run through your head and, and pull you back but the 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 remedy to that is always going to be going back to the fear of the lord it is it is going to be uh um the refuge that you can take in him is in the fear of the Lord. That is, that is a place of refuge for (laughs) us that allows us to have our tongues loose to, to have our, our our praise be um, whatever it is that he's showing you that your praise should be, whatever that looks like, whatever the picture is that Holy Spirit's showing you do that, whatever you words you hear him giving you to speak, do you speak those Mm -hmm. and, and, um, do it loudly. If he tells you to, to to soften it and quiet it, then you do that. But you're obedient to the Holy Spirit, not to fear of man, not to the the images that we are are, are uh, uh, seeding and watering in our imagination that that pull us away from the instructions of Holy Spirit. And and, yeah. I, and I love here in Psalm 34 in in those verses 11 to 14 where it turns into a proverb there. To teach about uh, the fear of the Lord. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And, and, and that's that's going to be the remedy. Uh, is our regard going to be more for God and, and what it is that we are, are presenting and offering to Him? Or is it going to be a regard for those around us, allowing a, a, a lid to be put on what it is that we're offering to? Because that's essentially what we're doing when we start to fear people and, and consider what they think about our praise is now we're just allowing that to limit, cap what we give to God.
0: When, yeah.
1: Uh, I, I want to put my whole self on the altar and, and be a living sacrifice that says, here I am, consume me. Well, that's not, that can't be done fully if I'm leaving a piece off.
0: Yeah. And I think that we need to regard ourselves, um, as, as a weapon of praise and, and, and that God can use us in any fashion he desires to, which means I cannot excuse myself based on my temperament. I cannot say. Well, I'm an extrovert, so therefore I can't do things quietly. I can't sit in silence. I cannot say I'm an introvert and therefore I have a volume control. <laughs> and, and I can't be as exuberant as the next person. It, it, it actually it, it washes temperament out completely because I become a foolish thing to confound the wise in In all honesty, I spent my entire childhood it, it, crippled by timidity. i I didn't want to make eye contact with anybody. I did not want my voice to be heard. i i i didn't I didn't want people asking me questions because I didn't have answers. I would not ask for my paycheck when I got old enough to have a job. i I would not do anything because I was so timid, so shy, so introverted. And, and then my life met Holy Spirit and everything has been blown out of the water on all things timidity. And I am more of an introvert. I get my energy from being alone and, um, a- a- and I've learned to kind of be able to pull energy from being with people, but it doesn't matter when you are a weapon of praise in the hands of the Lord, he gets to use you any way he wants to. If he wants to use you as a trumpet blast, who are you to tell him no? And I can distinctly remember the different moments throughout my life in Christ where I had breakthrough in the area of praise. I was a teenager And um, we had what was called acquire the fire, which were different um, conferences that teenagers could go to and, and they would challenge you with different things and whatnot. And there was wild, rambunctious worship, which I was not comfortable with at all because it required moving my body. And if I moved my body, then people would see me. (laughs) And I remember the moment that I decided this is worth it. And my hands were flying up in the air and my body started to move in ways that it had never moved before. But I'm 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 drawing attention to this because that was breakthrough for me. That what that was pulling myself out of the natural into the spirit realm, where I become an instrument of praise in, in God's hands. And that moment that I had down in Houston was the same thing. That was a breakthrough moment where what I thought were my limitations were broke off of me, and suddenly I'm brought into a new way of being used as a weapon in the hands of the Lord. And so don't put limitations on how God can or will use you. Just allow yourself to be the instrument in his hand, the weapon in his hand, and let him wield you however he wants if he wants to do so in a violent manner and y'all know, I've been in a violent manner lately and, and, and I've tried to soften it and he doesn't want to soften it right now. There will come a time. I'm just sure of it, that it, it, it will die down just a little bit and it'll be okay. But, but for right now, like he's using my life in such a sharp, weaponized manner and i have to be okay with that to to not be okay with that would be to disagree with god and i don't want to be in a disagreement with god and i don't want you to be in a disagreement with god praise requires us to be possessed praise requires us to be possessed we have to allow ourselves to be possessed by the holy spirit so that he can use us in any manner that he wants to because he wants us to take the land and we can't take the land with yesterday's sharp weapon because for today it's dull. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the old wineskin. We got to get out of the old wineskin. I love how you talk about your encounter with Holy spirit (laughs) because those encounters, they will absolutely take away every excuse that you have. Every one of them. Oh, I'm introverted. Introverted. No, I'm extroverted. Whatever. Whatever the excuse is, you know, this isn't my my personality type says I'm this. Yeah. Babe. Yes. Whatever. Holy Spirit's got something else for you, too. So I, I, I do love that. Um I I, I think I, I have to bring it back around to the fact that if we are not Allowing Holy Spirit, like you're talking about, to to possess us and use us in the way that He desires, community winds up missing out. Yeah, he winds up missing out on all of the the stuff and things that He wants to bring through us when we are not uh, blessing the Lord at all times. When we allow. Uh, things to get in the way of that, whatever those uh, excuses are, we're trying to to grasp at with our fingernails. The Holy Spirit's wanting to take away from us. Uh, we community misses out because because we are not going full in on what it is that that God is is calling us to. The opportunity that He's putting before us, in, in whatever that mission is, that He's saying, "Here, this is yours." Go after it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and just allowing him to to like you said possess us, and take hold of us, and use us in the way that he wants. Yeah, just I, I can't see us being able to get away from that. And and yes, there's going to be difficult times. There are going to be uh, uh, difficult things that come up against you. And we've talked about this a lot recently, particularly as it relates to to answering the call to follow Jesus, to be his disciple, to to believe in the salvation he brought, doesn't mean your life just turns into, you know, like uh, all glamorous, whatever your your mind goes to there where there is no more difficulty, no more uh, uh, pain or, or any suffering. That's just not the case. And David even goes on to lay that out in the rest of this psalm. Is, is that difficult things happen, whether you are, are seeking righteousness and, and, and running into righteousness, or you are not. Whether you are righteous or unrighteous, there are difficult things that are going to happen. The difference is on the backside of that. What's the outcome of that?
0: Yeah. For the
1: righteous, we, we know what that is. And, and so in those times of, of the difficulty and the struggles that come up, we can still praise. We can still bless the Lord at all times. Mm -hmm. We can can have his praise continually in our mouths and and ready to just be released. And this becomes uh, something that is, is not a struggle to do because if you try to do this in in isolation, like we talked about at the beginning, it is going to be a struggle to release that praise. Yeah. It, It is infinitely harder because the mind and, and, and the will, the emotions, they all band together to to water the imagination of something that is going to take you off in, in the wrong direction. And so community misses out when we don't do this. But it is community at the same time that helps keep us on track, too. That holds us accountable. And we all, every last one of us needs accountability. I don't care how big you think the person is on the platform, and, and maybe how uh, grand they present their life to be. They still require accountability as well. Yeah, every last one of us does. And if we aren't submitting to that, there's a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, and so I, I as as this is like coming to an end, I'm I'm God is reminding me of some of the different things that I've heard people say concerning um, being in the spirit and, um, you know, whether it's somebody praying over you and well, I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to this. I'm not going to that. And, and we set up all of these rules for ourselves of what we are, and we are not going to do concerning the manifestation of the spirit in us. And, and wi- by withholding ourselves, we, we are actually missing out on a really deep experience with God by, by putting limitations out there and saying, I will not, I will not, I will not. And, um, and, and I think that there is such a fear of, of it appearing fake. The, the whatever the manifestation is, um, I, it could be something as simple as falling down when somebody you know being slain in the spirit, as I say, and um, I, I refuse, I refuse to pick that. Um, or you know, well, that's just not my personality to get loud, and I'm not gonna pretend, I'm not gonna, guys, if you will not open your mouth and praise God, you are going to miss out on everything. There is a cost to being in Christ. And that means that you will give up who you think you know you are. And this is, this is huge for us because if we refuse to give ground in this little area, we are not going to give ground where it really, really, really matters. So stop creating limitations on what you think it should look like, what Holy Spirit should look like manifesting as you, because you can't determine that. You just can't determine that. Do you think that Ezekiel knew that he would be picked up by his hair and flung around here and there by the Spirit? He couldn't have determined that. But because he made himself available to God, God was able to do whatever it was that he wanted to do in Ezekiel's life. Is that you or have you created limitations on what you will and will not do? Mm -hmm. Gosh, you guys, there's so much work to be done. There's so much kingdom work to be done. And the last thing we need is for people who call themselves by the name of Jesus Christ to put limitations on how they can be used. We are to lay down our lives and allow Him to use us any old way He wants to, any way He wants to. And if we cannot submit to that, then you probably should find a different God. Mm -hmm. Because this God requires us to look like him, sound like him, act like him, walk like him. And we can't do that by putting humanistic limitations on the spirit of God. So I would suggest taking some time and asking Where have I put limitations on you Because concerning how you can use me and what that looks like? And I think that Sandy had put in here, you know, it's the the fear, or maybe you said that Vince, I don't care what people think is what she said. I have an audience of one, um, the, the fear of man will just keep us crippled and don't even come at me with, I don't deal with that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We all do. We all deal with the fear of man where we are so consumed with what it will all look like. We need to be asking to experience the expression of the fear of the Lord on a regular basis to be able to get over our fear of man. We cannot fully lose our lives while still carrying what people think ask Holy Spirit to examine you so that you can be an appropriate sound of praise before the King of Kings. Any last words?
1: Don't allow your faith to be systematized or institutionalized. (sighs) Allow it to be in God's hands.
0: Say that again.
1: Don't. Don't allow your faith to be systematized or institutionalized. Just allow it to be in God's hands.
0: That's so good. That That's hanky waving good, but I just don't have one handy. <laughs> we need to come equipped. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, this is not where I thought it was going to go, but I I, I, I feel blessed by it. And mm-hmm. I hope you guys are too. Um, we have a, a couple of announcements that um, I want to bring to your attention. One is we will have Laura Beth Malloy with us October 22nd. That is a Sunday at 10 am. She's going to to come in and wreck us, I'm sure, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to that. And um, also, would you please consider? supporting us. We have three days left of our fundraiser, our sweatshirt fundraiser. Um, they these the, the purchase of the sweatshirts go toward helping us finance the conference for 2024. We are bringing Rebecca King back in and um, Mark Birchmachin. And um, we have never charged any kind of fee for, um, conferences and, and we would like to keep it that way. So if you would consider supporting us through the purchase of a sweatshirt for your fall and winter season, that would be really helpful. There are three days left. The fundraiser ends on Saturday. So the link has been dropped in the comments. Please, please, please consider, um, did I say they're $30? $30, $30. Yes. For a cozy sweatshirt, they say, "Behold the Lamb," and um, and and I promise you, your your um, gift will go towards the conference for 2024. So, guys, until next time, be blessed and release a joyful noise.